Welcome to New Jump City, everybody, where we recap the week in American and Japanese sequential art. I am your host, Christian, the unbiased king. Espinal. And joining me through Discord, as per usual, it is the man, the myth, the legend. It is the tank top goud. Joshua, gangsta time cold. It's called partner, but it should be called gangsta time. What's good, y'all? What up, Chris? What's good, Brian? What's up, everybody listening? That's a lot we got of a cold. short and sweet podcast. Yeah. Sure. We'll Pretty short. We'll probably. see. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I mean, we say it every goddamn week. That we're like, this is going to be a short one. <laughs> Yeah, we're getting up going two hours. Uh, but also joining yeah. me, it is uh, in person again. It is my uh, brother, the, the producer of this podcast. It is Edge Lord Big News, Brian. Nan to you, Big News. What's up, nerds? Hey, hey, hey. Oh, yeah. Like Josh said, this will be a short and sweet one. We only got two series uh, to talk about, which I'm not mad at, seeing as how we're adding Chainsaw Man 2 probably next week. Uh, <laughs> my hero will be back as well. Let's uh, go. One Piece will be back in the week after. Uh, so, you know, we'll have a lot of uh, stuff to bring you. But uh, in the interview, Rejoice! Time, we, Rejoice! <laughs> we got a little question. We got a little response from Mike B, our boy, Sketchy Mike, uh, to go on this episode. So, you know, let's not waste any time. Let's get right into it. You can find me at DChrisEspinall on Twitter and Instagram. Joshua Cole, where can they find you? At jd cole underscore 37s on instagram and on twitter ny chillin with the en not a ing and uh yeah that's on twitter oh yeah brian that's it follow me guys brian brian can you hear us You can find me at b.esp on both Instagram and Twitter. And if you ever want to catch me when I'm streaming, you can find me at Twitch. At, wait, what? Oh, are you live? You're I'm lagging again? I think you're probably lagging. in real life. Am I lagging right yeah, now? Yeah, you're a little behind. A little bit. <laughs> oh, my God. It's all right. Well, just... I'll, you can find me at b.esp on both Instagram and Twitter. And if you ever want to catch me when I'm streaming, you can find me at twitch.tv slash it's punchline. That's okay. We'll we'll deal with it. Word. Whatever. It's not as it's not as steep. It's as not before. so bad. It's okay. Tiny bit. Whatever. Maybe it'll That's catch up. Like... Maybe it'll catch yeah, up. Yeah, maybe it'll fix itself. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. we'll just we just gotta let it rock. You guys? Uh, you could uh, fi- follow the show while you're at it at New Jump City on Twitter and Instagram. Follow us on uh, Twitter because we usually do a really good chapter of the week. Next week, for sure, I'll do it because we only had two series this week. It's almost not worth it. Uh, so next week, when we'll have Chainsaw Man back, we'll have uh, My Hero, Jujutsu Kaisen, all that stuff, and we'll have a real competition about it. So uh, I'm still giving RGCs out this week. I mean, yeah. All yeah. right. Just saying. Yeah. But next week, we'll, we'll do it as as normal um but yeah follow us on there we have a tiktok as well um so you know follow us on that same handle yeah new jump city tiktok yeah. get at us get at us dude get Leave at the us positive and negative comments all that but yeah. i'm gonna talk shit back guys believe it yeah chris won't but i will yeah i don't like confrontation so josh will do it <laughs> i seek it josh is my dog she goes, <laughs> 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 i'll stick him like, go get him, boy. <laughs> Josh is like, oh, rawr, rawr. yeah, like my dog. <laughs> yeah, we have that uh, joke about my dog. My dog's like a fucking angry ass dog, and it'll be like nobody's doing anything, and he just goes, rawr, rawr. 
<laughs> just pissed at the world <laughs> for no reason. He's had a good Real life. Real tough, Lucas. Real tough. He's had a good life. He has no reason to be this angry. Anyway, uh, you if you want to give the show feedback, give us feedback directly. You can email us at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com with any questions, suggestions for the show, anything you guys want us to talk about. Uh, we'll address it if you email us. Uh, so check us out. We got questions from Sketchy Mike. That's how he sends us his questions. You can, send, you can do the same if you have any questions. What up, Mike? Uh, hey, Mike. Um, what up, Mike? Yeah. <laughs> you can also... Mike! Oh, God. Brian. <laughs> Sorry, I was just really, I was just really hyped for Mike. You know, we're very, we're very amped when Sketchy Mike uh, contributes a question. So, forgive us. Um, but yeah, you can forgive do the same. Forgive us for ear rape. Yeah, if uh, <laughs> if you send us a question, Brian will shout your name to the heavens. So <laughs> guaranteed. How's that for incentive? <laughs> Uh, so email us your questions or you can comment wherever you listen to the podcast whether it's the um, highlight version of the podcast or the full episode uh, that we put out every week uh, and if you uh, while you're at it subscribe to the podcast on YouTube give us a like give us a share it's free you guys it's free to do these things uh, so do that uh, if you prefer audio podcasts we're on pretty much every audio podcast platform you can think of Spotify Apple Podcasts Pandora Amazon Music we're on all this shit uh, so check us out on any of those platforms. Uh, and I think that's it. <laughs> Without further ado, let's uh, get into the show proper. <laughs> Jujutsu Kaisen. And I'm throwing the baton to Josh. Are you doing a question first? Oh, you're right. I just said this too. JK, never mind. LOL. Rewind the tape. We're doing a question first. <laughs> all right uh question we got a question from sketchy mike uh very excited for this one uh he asks us ignoring the fact that he's a gag character what do you think buggy did to make the world government call him an emperor i feel like he had to have recruited someone such as mihawk to his squad or found the ancient weapon uranus randomly something totally ridiculous (laughs) Uh, yeah yeah so uh i'm gonna i'm gonna throw this to josh because he has like an answer locked and loaded uh i guess so uh, um so honestly mike when i read the question i didn't really know how to go about it because like as much as i love one piece and follow it week to week i also smoke a lot of weed okay which means that i forget a lot of shit in this series however Luckily, um, I have a coworker that's really into One Piece that I talk theories with and ideas and stuff. Shout out to Greg. Um, he has a TikTok too. I'm going to plug him one of these days. I don't know it right this second, so next time. Yeah, anyway, you know, weed. So I asked him, like, what what you think about Buggy? Like, how 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 do you think he became an emperor? Right? And he had a nice little little theory. Okay, and he started by saying that he he, he brought it back to Shanks. Apparently, at one point, I want to say it was before Wano, in that in-between time skip, Shanks had pulled up to the world government to talk to them about something. Do y'all remember that? Yeah. To talk about one pirate. Huh? To talk about one pirate. To talk about one pirate. I assumed it was Blackbeard. It's straight up. Um, either, either Blackbeard or Luffy, which means like, if it was Blackbeard, it was like, yeah, this guy's like really wilding. <laughs> like, yeah, better be ready because you know he's coming for us and he's coming for y'all. 
that yeah, I don't know what he wants. He, he just wants to win, right? And then like for Luffy, like yeah, so like I don't care how y'all feel if y'all touch my my man's, just know it's happening. I'm pulling up right here with all my <laughs> niggas and fucking this whole marriage Joe up. Marriage Joe up. Fucking all this marriage Joe up. All this marriage. Um, <laughs> however, Greg thought something different. He said maybe he mentioned Buggy, right? So there are details we know about Buggy already that I was reminded of, which was that, you know, him and Shanks was on uh, Gold Rogers' crew, right? And even though majority of the world may not know this fact, a lot of people kind of, like a lot of people in the One Piece world would assume that because they were a part of his crew, they've been to, to Raftel. Laftel, Raftel, I don't know how yeah, to either were. Either or, sure. Okay. It's been referred um, to as both. Huh? It's been yeah, referred it's to as both. Right, right, right. Right, right. So, um, basically, Buggy's like a point of interest for the government by in of itself because they believe he's been to Raftel, possibly. Mm. Which is why they count him as such a, a an important, like, individual to the level of, of, of like, Emperor. But this begs another question, right? So I don't, this isn't really in line with, with Sketchy Mike's question, but more of a personal thought. What makes you an emperor in the first place, right? Is this a distinction made by the government? Is it a distinction made amongst other pirates through, 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 through like rumors and, 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 and sharing, you know, what people have learned? And then it becomes like this folktale of, oh, they're an emperor. You know, we see how Luffy became an emperor. He literally took out at least one, turning him into, you know, taking the place of emperor. Mm-hmm. But technically, he earned, he was an emperor before that, right? Technically. Like the go- People considered him the fifth. Right. So there you go. You know, like, so he kind of was, but who made it so? Who makes them an emperor? Is it the government? Uh, I actually or- kind of have an answer for that. Kind of, sort of. It's kind of an unspoken thing. Uh-huh. Uh, technically, from what I understand, one of the qual- the qualifications for being an emperor is a billion plus bounty at least. Mm, at least, plus you have to have several territories. Uh, you know, Whitebeard, Shanks, uh, Kaido, Big Mom—they all have like territories across the world, and especially in the New World. If you are a pirate, especially, yeah, if you're a pirate and you have a select amount of uh, islands that are that belong to you essentially that don't really have like government standing because that's my assumption is that like if say big mom well fishman island for example that's a good example big uh fishman island was once guarded by whitebeard it's not under the control of the world government because they're not they were not allowed up to this point to go to the reverie so whitebeard was their protector and then when he died big mom took over so until they were able to, uh, I guess, assimilate with the world above, they're just, they were under the protection of pirates. And I think that's what goes with a lot of countries that aren't necessarily affiliated with the world government, because there are countries that aren't. Um, so, right. yeah, I think that's one of the qualifications. You have to have a certain, like, you have, a, have to have a large amount of territory. Uh, a fleet helps, from what I understand. Uh, For sure. If you have multiple crews under uh, your service. Um, and also the most important part, power. 
Yeah, you gotta, I you think gotta that's be also the biggest well, part of yeah, it. Yeah, that goes saying. without saying. Yeah, you. But then what about Buggy? Because that's because well, here's the, the thing. Question. Here's the thing Actually, about. No, here's the thing about what I was saying. What about Buggy? Here's okay. This so, is wait. Hold on. Yeah, go for it. I want to explain. So with power, uh, it's not just about oh shit, they're strong as fuck. It's about like how much resource does the do the Marines have to put to take one of these guys out, right? Mm-hmm. Like if it if mm-hmm. it takes two emperor if it takes two admirals to take down a single pirate, chances are they're a fucking emperor, right? Like look at what happened with with Whitebeard, and then when Shanks showed up, they knew that's it, the fight's over. We're they didn't all even done, try, right? Because they used so much to take down just Whitebeard. You see, mm-hmm. so like oh, power it was they yeah it power was comes with resource. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The amount, like, so an emperor is calculated by like how much do they also have to put in to taking someone out as well. You know. Yeah. So let's think about what Buggy has, and we don't know all that much. All we know about Buggy is that he seems to have a, a service that uh, that he provides the world government. They, he, his his crew is called like a temp agency in some translations. Oh. And uh, in other translations, it's called a delivery thing. So from what I can understand is that he has all of these people that he broke out of prison from Impel Down, from, you know, anywhere else. And they've he's probably got a lot more seeing as how, like, those guys have probably spread the word about Buggy and they follow him, like, down to the letter. Uh, So he's probably got a fleet. And that's probably like a big deal. He's probably got a huge amount of people on his side. Of varying yeah. degrees, it's probably of got the biggest pirate crew. Yeah, more than likely, and might be, definitely now that Kaido's broken up and Mom, Big Mom is kind of in shambles too. Yeah, you remember that giant from Dressrosa, um, Harjuin, that also joined Luffy's crew. Yes, he yeah. he was part of Buggy's crew. He was part of that delivery service. Him and the giant, pirates, uh... the new giant pirates. So he ha- he also had giants on his team. Um, nice. Okay, and they all quit to join Luffy, but uh, yeah. But what is worth? Like, sorry to cut you off, but I do want to make this point, and maybe this is headcanon, but in my eyes, I don't see Buggy as like a bad guy, you know. So I think it's do. Oh, I didn't finish making Greg's point. Oh yeah, go for it. I'll get into that. No, no. Fin- did you have any? I thought no. I think that's it. Or? I think that's uh it, it, to answer your question of uh what with mine. Yeah, yeah. The, what constitutes a uh, Yonko, right? Yeah. So okay. So the other part of what he told me, right, that really interested me was that you know with Shanks talking about a pirate, he, he said he's probably talking about buggy, right? And there's a war brewing. The government knows, and I'm assuming Shank knows as well. Yes. Because you know, if not for Luffy and the pirates and all of that. Definitely the revolutionary army and all of the trans all the transgressions that happened um during Reverie. So there's about to be a huge conflict. And like if you look at the emperors, right? Luffy, Shanks, and Buggy could technically all be on the same team. Yeah. Why wouldn't why wouldn't Buggy join them? If if it well, if he was if he did some sucker shit, like you said he's working for the government, right? Is that a confirmed fact that well, he the is assisting oh, he the was world a warlord. Government? The warlord's technically warlord, worked for so. the government. Well, as a warlord he was doing that. Yeah. But then yeah. they then deaded the warlord. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so yeah. now he's doing and his they own went after thing. him. Mm-hmm. Right. So he's not lying. he's not aligned with the world government anymore. No. Okay. So yeah, I don't I, I really doubt Shanks went to go to the world government to talk about Buggy. But it would, I, that doesn't mean that it wouldn't be really interesting 
Yeah. Um, story wise, I don't know. Is 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 a uh, dragon considered a pirate? No, dragon's not a pirate. No, he's yeah, a revolutionary. Right? Yeah, he's like right, a, they don't sail the sea and. Yeah, he's I a guess. he's a political. Oh, is rebel. Luffy a fucking pirate either? <laughs> no, uh, the the difference between what Luffy does and what um what Dragon's doing is that Dragon is a direct opposition to the world government. He's not right. like a plunderer. He doesn't like look for treasure in places he shouldn't be. His whole goal is to tear down the government Destroy as them. it exists. <laughs> right, right. So, he's their direct threat, and that's why he's the most dangerous man in the eyes of the government. Yeah. So. Even aside from Shanks, oh yeah, interested. No, yeah. I think he has the highest bounty in the series. Well, because now. like pirates don't like at the moment, as far as we know, we don't we don't know his bounty. But he is the world's most most wanted man because, you know, say someone like Shanks, his goal is not to destroy the government. Even a pi- like take a regular pirate, their goal is to like cause havoc, steal, you know, do all that shit. What, right, there's no political yes. movement to what they're doing. Right. Dragon right. is they're just moving for themselves and their and their people around them. Yes, Dragon is Whereas, definitely yeah. just uh, ha- he has like a political agenda. To no, take it has. Down he's the working girl. towards yeah. the goal. Yeah, so, that was very well said. Actually. So yeah, that's the yeah. difference between them. But um, yeah, I, I fucked mean, with so, Dragon, yo. That's Malcolm X, yo. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, but yeah, finish your point if you got it. No, that's pretty much it. It was more speculation that, about that, he, that like, like that. You know, it's. You know that doesn't. I guess none of that really answered the question specifically, but more indirectly. Like I think he became an emperor because of like the government putting. I think that was more the government putting him into that position. Like it was, uh, it was a mix of word of mouth and government also having that respect for him. So that, and then that in turn, with his already like warlord status, probably just catapulted him. Right. You know what I'm saying. Because the admirals talk, admirals know, like, people, people know, people who are in the know and understand these things know that Buggy and Shanks was on Roger's crew. That's not, like, a hidden, it's not hidden lore. No. It's com- common knowledge for the people, again, who, who involves themselves in these, in these events and stuff. Right. So, that's my question, that, that's my answer, assisted by Greg, mm-hmm. you know? Okay. It's, it has a lot to do with him being a part of Gold Roger's crew and possibly seeing, uh, Raftel, even though... We know for a fact Shanks and him didn't go there. Right, they did not go there. Um, that's that's something that needs to be cleared up because like they were there for the bulk of it, but when it came to actually going to Rafto, Buggy and Shanks stayed behind. Buggy was apparently ill, so Shanks stayed behind with him. Oh, um, so there's that. Um, but yeah, I don't know, man. I I really like the idea of I of uh, him just stumbling across Uranus. And just like yeah, yeah. holding the gun. Ooh, oh, look at this! Yeah, uh, I don't think it's likely because these things are super duper hidden. Um, but it would be super funny. Um, me recruiting someone as Mihawk, it's not like an impossibility, but I don't think Mihawk te- himself would work with Buggy because me <laughs> Neptune, Uranus, and what's the other one? Poseidon. No, it's Pluton. Uranus. Pluton is in is in Wano. Wano. Uranus is unknown, and uh, Poseidon is Shirahoshi. Right. We already know about Shirahoshi, mm-hmm. which is kind of like a eh, but whatever. <laughs> um. So we have no idea what Uranus is. No. We just know it's some type of weapon. We only know the name. 
So we don't know. We we can't even fathom what it is. We at least know Pluton is something, some kind it's of a ship. battleship. Yeah, yeah, it's some kind of epic battleship. Um, so we don't we don't know anything about Uranus. Um, but yeah, that being said, uh, I don't know. I you know there I've heard that theory before, and I've heard it taken further where like people are saying that Buggy is playing like the long game this whole time. It was just like being Get the fuck out of here. It's no like way. from the beginning was like a like just playing the buffoon to climb his way and ascend himself to power uh, to a point where he's an emperor. I think it would have to take a lot of convincing <laughs> for that to be a thing for me. Uh, I mean, I love Oda, uh, but he's going to have to run that by me a little bit um, if he wants to go that angle. But, I, I, you know, I think there's parts of it. I would think that. What made Buggy an emperor is, you know, I think the world government has some control over the information that gets leaked out there. Morgan's is definitely like uh, kind of a rebel in that sense where he 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 takes the inch that he gives them and then takes a mile. But given that they were talking to him, like yelling at him, like, we, where'd you get that photo? We didn't approve that photo. You know, why did you keep the D and we told you to take the D out of the name, you know? So they have like, they seem to have some tiny bit of influence over it. So they could be saying that like, you should push Buggy as the next emperor. And like Morgan's is like, all right, but I'm also going to violate you at the same time. And I'm also going to violate. <laughs> I'm also, uh, you know, I'm not going right, to play entirely by your rules. Uh, if I if I'm going to push your man as an emperor, you're going to have to give me some payment, which is. The photo of Luffy as Nika and also keeping the D in, basically. Uh, right. Oh, quick, quick, quick uh, snippet. So, um, man, wouldn't it be nice if our major media outlets acted a little bit like Morgan? <laughs> Too bad they're all under control by the same rich people. Well, Morgan's That's my is, little side note. Morgan's is also operating on self-interest, <laughs> so he's not like <laughs> he he's not like an altruistic person. I think. No, it ain't even about altruism. It's about control. That's it. Like, he's like, nigga, I won't be controlled. <laughs> he doesn't need to be altruistic. He just needs to give the fucking facts. You feel me? Yeah. Like, that's it. That's all, that's all, the, that's all your job is as a reporter, news person. Yeah, there's going to have, you're always going to have your bias, no matter what. We're human beings. But, like, you still deliver the facts. You feel me? I agree. But, yeah, Morgan's is a, sl- a sleazy journalist at the same time. <laughs> He's not doing Here's it for like. Theory. He's not like hell yeah. I'm putting the truth out there. He's like, ha ha. I'm getting mad bread for these papers, dude. <laughs> mad bread. Uh, but so go ahead. Brian. Here's my theory. Okay. I Ooh. so. Ooh. All right. I don't Long think. To you, I think. All right. So look, yeah. this is gonna sound a little crazy, right? No, my all right. god. But I don't, just don't think he. I don't think he got Mihawk. All right. No, but I think. He got all of the warlords on his crew. Oh, so he got all of the warlords to join his crew. <laughs> I got goosebumps. I think if he was somehow to convince everyone to unite under one banner. <laughs> oh, Moria? Absolutely. Um, um, who? Bowen Hancock. Oh. She's under. She's being pressed by the government right fucking now. Well, um,. Who, who am I missing? Well, so, Moria, Moria's with Blackbeard. Oh my god, Mihawk. Moria was Blackbeard right Mihawk. now, so I don't think he's with Buggy. Moria's well, with Blackbeard. Or 90%, like mm-hmm. 90% of them. I think he got Mihawk. Uh, I think he got uh, Whitebeard's son, quote-unquote. Weevil. He got Boa. 
That's what yeah, Greg actually he, mentioned that too. That he probably got um, Whitebeard's kid. Yeah, Weevil. I think he got I see him all Weevil. the Warlords. That would be Starfire. Uh, Moria. Yo, that would be his fleet. Are the seven Warlords of the Sea? Oh my God! Yo, listen <laughs> to me. Listen to me, real quick, guys. <laughs> Imagine a fucking like a uh, uh, CP CPO redo, like like a, like a version two. But it's like the Straw Hat Pirates facing off like the Rogue's Gallery of like warlords they had to go against. Yeah. But now that all the all the crew members is like up a level, they you know what I'm saying? They can yeah. like have one on ones and shit. Y'all, well, how fucking cool would that see, be? Right, so look, need revenge on Moria. I don't oh, see, but Bo- I don't see, so I don't see Boa uh, going up against the Straw Hats. To be fair, that would be funny. It would be funny. but I doubt it. She, so here well, are right, the right, members yeah, of the. I'm dreaming. I'm dreaming. Here are the members of the, of the warlords. Here are the members of the warlords before the the um before it got erased. So right. um it looks like it was Mihawk, Kuma, Boa, Buggy, and Weevil. So like one, two, three, four. Yeah, five, they didn't have the six, whole set because Law was fired. <laughs> uh Jinbei was also Law fired. Law was a warlord, I forgot. And and Mihawk and uh Don Quixote and uh And Doflamingo was defeated. So Doflamingo's so, Del- an impel down. So, so those five left. So here's here's what I think. I think uh, it's Mihawk and Boa because obviously Kuma isn't available. Oh, and and Weevil. Right. So those three. So it, it's Weevil, Mihawk, and Boa that he got. And somehow this is this is the the super long shot. Somehow, some way, uh, this guy Doflamingo got out. They broke him out of prison or some shit, and he's part of their crew too. Didn't they? Didn't they stop the boat before they got to? Um, no, that was with the mammoth dude. No, yeah, they didn't get. Yeah, I don't think they got. Um, yeah, they didn't get Doflamingo. He's in prison right now. No, I no, just no but they did. He, they did save um the mammoth guy though. Yeah, like, they got him that's from how underwater. he was able to return to Kaido's crew and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he was underwater. The and whole time. I think the way that yeah. Buggy managed to recruit all these guys. Is because he has a guaranteed defense for all of them, and that would be Uranus. Uranus. He has so he gets Uranus, and that okay. is a Uranus. Fuck out of here. <laughs> okay, I don't think he that gets both. because the world government is collapsing on all of them, like right now as they speak. Right, so they if they can't handle it, they have this guy who literally has one of the strongest weapons on the on the planet <laughs> and he's offering yeah. them reconcile you're gonna tell me they wouldn't okay. they wouldn't take that uh, like a temporary like alliance well well here's the thing is that i don't i i think like him getting the warlords and uranus is a bit of a stretch uh i i think he needs to have one or the other I'll, I'll accept it. Yeah, but, but how else would he convince them if well, he, you know, if they're he, all if on he the didn't run. have that? You know, they're all on the run. Their strength in numbers. You know, Buggy's a name that attracts a lot of people. Already, yeah. You know, it's it's going to be interesting. I I have I have no idea um, as to why. I really like that theory that he somehow convinced all the emperors to uh, the warlords to come together. That'd be pretty fire. What if he somehow like scrounges up crocodile as well? Yo, that's what that's what I want to see again, man. Yeah, crocodile. I actually watched on YouTube the anime fight between him and um the diamond guy, Jozu. Diamond, 
Jozu. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny. Diamond Jozu. But yeah, it's just the fact that his name is Diamond Joe. Like I, I don't know, it's just so One Piece. That is so One Piece. <laughs> like red hair shanks. But anyway. Oh yeah. That that that's yeah, my yeah. theory. He has all the warlords on his crew now. I like it. Oh man. I mean I feel like that would be a reasonable enough reason to like have him be really fucking dangerous. Just because his crew is already probably the largest in the world. And he has some of the strongest pirates out there. Yeah, my theory is that Shanks convinced the world government to make Buggy their proxy warlord. Oh. Or their proxy emperor. So they have, like, a man on the inside, so to speak. So, because I I think, like, Shanks has a relationship with the world government to a point where he can just pull up to their fucking headquarters and nobody does anything. You know? I'm telling you guys, Shakes might be bad. Maybe he a bad might be. Guy. Honestly, there's a lot of Tell speculation. You. There's a lot of speculation that he might be. Uh, but I think a lot of analysts point to him being an undercover bad guy than than as 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 opposed to him being. All right, so I want I want to pose this question, right? Dragon and Shanks are really on the same level as far as speculation and and build up goes and hype. Mm-hmm. They can't be the same people. They can't both be the, this, these awesome good guys that's going to come in. That's just, you know, I, I think that's like distasteful personally. Or not, I don't know. Maybe that's not the right word, but man, it would just be so much more interesting if one of them were actually like not on the good side, even though we thought of them as like these pillars of goodness for literal years, like 10 years at this point, at least for me. Mm-hmm. I've been reading it. So. I would think I'm that dragon go with Shanks, bro. Why did why did he know about the gum gum fruit? Oh yeah. Why is he going to the government? It, those are apps, nigga. Yeah. You should have killed them on his, in that spot. The fuck? Like, oh yeah. Yeah. Like what's Shanks doing with his emperor status? Yeah, I mean that's that's what were the other emperors doing? They were doing whatever the fuck they want. They were considered bad guys. Yeah. I mean, who knows? I think I think Ro- I think Shanks is just trying to carry out Roger's will. Essentially, he was like in service of Roger's will. That's that's my theory on what Shanks is doing. Yeah. So everything is in servitude to that goal that Roger had. Yeah. There's some theories that like. Uh, but why is, won't he find the One Piece? Are they looking? He's for never been his. Well, we don't know. We don't know what Shanks wants. So well, it's, it's not, not, the One Piece is not for. The One Piece is not for Shanks to find. I'm pretty sure. Like, if Why Roger not? did not intend for well, I think the Roger whole did point, not intend for Shanks to be the one to find it. Well, here's the thing: before he disbanded his pirates, Roger like told something to Shanks, like before he left for mm-hmm. sure. Like, he told him something. We made a point of and that. He gave him the straw. Like, there was a conversation they had. Yeah, they had a conversation before you know he disbanded the crew. So Shanks knows something. It could be that like he told him about the gum gum fruit. To watch out for it and to secure it for the next generation, if need be. So you know who who knows? It could be Shanks's. There's, there's a there's a theory out there that Shanks is Rox's kid. Uh, and he's like kind of. Oh yeah. So I don't know. Who right, knows? Like maybe he's like like everything he's been doing has been like kind of trying to undermine what the damage his dad's done. Yeah, or something like that. Something like that. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I'm not going to be disappointed if he's not a bad guy. I mean, I want him to be a good guy. I'm just saying that would be really interesting. And yeah. that there are some, like, 
there's some pre- there, there's like things that we could point to if that is the case, you know? Yeah. No, Shanks is moving. Like it wouldn't come out of nowhere. Shanks is definitely moving with an ulterior motive. Um and it's very interesting to, to think mm-hmm. about. But I mean, I guess those are our answers <laughs> to a degree. Yeah. Um, with that being said, uh, yeah, I guess we can move on to our next segment real fast. He um, a while ago he asked us uh, what quirks we would have uh, if we were in the My Hero Academia universe, and uh, we asked him, we asked uh, all of you guys and him himself as well to kind of like uh, answer back and think what uh, what quirks do you think we would have if. Uh, if we were in my hero David. Brian Josh, we already know. He gave us an example that his power uh would would something be hater hating and holleration or something like that. Um uh, and he anything that he hates on he'd get like a boost or something. Uh, <laughs> so he gave you a name though. Uh he says uh his your hero name would be Haterade. Haterade. <laughs> <laughs> Like, like when we was younger, and you used to be like, "Damn, you sipping that haterade, man!" Exactly. Man, I know, nigga. <laughs> I, I know, Mike. <laughs> You're not slick, bro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I used to say that shit. <laughs> ever since you yeah, said that, man. ever since that was you, a good one. No, you got me. Ever since you, you said that me. thing about Nas, he's changed on you, bro. <laughs> I think it was Nas. I think Nas is the trigger. <laughs> I like. I don't like Nas. No, I do like Nas, but only like conceptually not like actual music wise. <laughs> I like I, I like the idea you of Nas as a concept. <laughs> like if I have a scene now I'd be like, bro, you're one of the best rappers that ever lived and you have such a great message in so many of your songs. And he'd be like, well like like what's some of your favorite albums? And I'd be like, I could tell you like two or three songs I really like, bro. Please let's not have any more conversation about please, that. <laughs> please please don't hurt yourself please, like this Nas. Nas. I don't yeah I don't, <laughs> I don't want to be the subject of one of your songs. Yeah, you like, <laughs> feel away. Name three of your favorite Nas songs. Oh, Nas, don't do this, bro. Damn, man. Uh, <laughs> You're only, not gonna like this uh, answer, Nas. <laughs> bro, I'm gonna tell you straight up, bro. Jay Z won. I don't care. <laughs> That's the first thing I'm gonna tell that nigga. It's the first thing you'll say to him. Nah, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'd have to wait. I'd see if he's like cool enough for me yeah. to say that because I'm not about to get punched in the face as by you're no giving fucking him multi million dollar rapper. As you giving him daps goodbye, you're like Jay Z one. Anyway, anyway, so he gave me um, my hero name is Unbias. Uh, my quirk is judgment. Uh, what is judgment? Uh, Chris, Wait, upon, uh... Chris, upon activation of his quirk, increases his analytical skills to a level where he can discern weakness or areas of lack in any opponent. I.e., he can see he can see by your movement if you have a fractured bone or something. Uh, my awakening, oh, my uh, my awakening is called a uh, final judgment, which I didn't know awakenings are a thing in my hero. <laughs> <There's> no fucking awakening. <laughs> Where's my awakening? Yeah, yeah. Quirks, I, I quirks I, I, oh, you're right. You're right. Anyway, my uh, my anyway, awakening. Well, <laughs> my awakening is fi- final judgment, wherein he stares uh, into the souls of his opponents, and if he finds them to be lacking, he instantly kills them. <laughs> lacking, just in general. If I'm somewhat, it's like, it's like a finish there, but 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 yeah, like but, way more broken because it's so it's up to your discretion. Yeah, what my opinion, I, my opinions are so strong. <laughs> uh, right. 
kind of like how Kakashi was when Itachi hit him with the Sukuyomi. It's pretty funny. I can like warp people into a into an Uzumaki. <laughs> oh shit! Into an Uzumaki of judgment. <laughs> it's <laughs> Uzumaki of judgment. <laughs> he felt pain for years, and yeah. it was only a few minutes. Is yeah. that what it was? <laughs> but for me, it's just I'm just uh, making you feel inadequate artistically. Uh, yes, <laughs> and then, which is the worst pain of all. <laughs> that, uh, yeah, that does suck. <laughs> um, Brian's hero name is Etheria, and your quirk name is Phantasma. Uh, oh, oh! Brian has the ability. Really Brian has the ability to control inanimate objects and technology for stretches of time. To the naked eye, uh, uh, to the naked eye, the object looks possessed or haunted. The less complex the object, the longer he can control it. So in theory, he could control a rock for like an hour and control a plane for five minutes or so. Um, a plane from okay, okay. Your oh, awake- that's cool. Your awakening is yeah, called, it is. Your awakening is called ether. Wherein you can transfer your soul into a piece of technology or a person if he's in peak condition, essentially taking over the host vessel living on in said vessel. What the fuck? It Man, must, that's sick. It must have been <laughs> yeah, for when you crazy. became when you merged with the uh, with the singularity that one time. Yes. Yeah. Oh shit! Wow, that's canon too, dude. Yo, Mike knows his shit, man. <laughs> he's been listening, bro. Oh. Hey guys, uh, if you're lost right now, Brian legit for real joined the Singularity for an episode. <laughs> so he was within. He turned into a robot. He knew everything and everyone all at once, and uh, he was the AI. I'm sure. I'm not sure he's really returned the same ever since. No, I haven't actually. <laughs> X Men fans. I know too much now. Yeah, Brian's a phalanx right now. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of always living with the existential dread of knowledge <laughs> that I obtained from that little excursion, you know? Yeah. Brian is no longer bound by the by the laws of time and space. He exists on all points of time. <laughs> like Dr. Manhattan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can blink it. He'll be like 75 and just like, hmm. Wow. This life is dark. <laughs> I'm seeing you right now when you were five. Dude, that's, that's a sick part, though. Well, that is. I suck. <laughs> it is a little powerful. I don't even get an awakening. You, well, Mike, come on. Give him an awakening. <laughs> next time we... Next yeah, Mike. <laughs> yeah, give an awakening. Mike, come on. <laughs> the least you could do, Mike, is give the boy an awakening. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, there you go. Yeah, uh, that was hilarious. Hey, that man. Thank you for the... Awesome, Mike, thank you. Thank you for the contributions. They're always thank so you, fun. Thank you, Mike. Uh, but Thank we, you for giving me such a cool quirk. Yeah, but you gave Brian really let's cool. Let's be nice. <laughs> uh, anyway, let's uh, let's go onward for the show for real, I guess. <laughs> now it's Jujutsu Kaisen, and now I'm gonna throw it over to Josh. All right, guys, your boy's back covering another Jujutsu Kaisen. Jujutsu Kaisen. Jujutsu Kaisen. All right. Um. I gotta look for the chapter. Where is it? Did I pass it already? I did. Uh, no, yeah, okay. it's the very first page. <laughs> chapter 190, Tokyo Number 2 Colony Part 9. Bagiji. Bagiji Akutami. That's my name. Dude. All right. Um, so, what happened in the last chapter was that Hikari and Kashima were in pure, unadulterated carnage, like against each other. All out fighting. 
Um, I already explained how impressive Kashimo is by staying, like fighting head to head with somebody that is literally invincible. It doesn't get more impressive than that. Uh, if you try to change my mind, if you want, I doubt it'll happen. Anyways, yeah. So, but right before the chapter ended last week, and Kashimo was like on the verge of losing. <laughs> He was like, you know what? Let me hit you with something special. And there was a huge explosion, and we don't know what happened. Mm -hmm. Well, now we do. As we begin with the chapter, we see uh, a line of rain coming down. Now, I don't know if it's blood, water, maybe a mix of the two. Probably a mix of the two, right, guys? Yeah. Probably, yeah. probably a mix. Probably a little bit yeah. of a mix. <laughs> yeah, probably a mix. Probably I, mix. I, think, yeah, I think that's what's implied. But, um, yeah, pretty pretty crazy. Um, and we see Panda on the next page. Yeah. Little chibi, chibi panda. Goats adorbs. Very, very adorbs. Now that we got that out the way. (laughs) Yeah, so he's good. He's back. And, um, we see somebody's decapitated hand. And, uh, it can't be good for whoever that is. (laughs) All right. Next page, we see a hand (laughs) right from the ocean. And it's Kashimo, because Ooh. he's nice like that. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you know, he explains how he's out of cursed energy, but man, I hit this nigga with such a big explosion. It's, it's got to be it, right? No. Because the very next, like, right after we see him sucking his teeth, Hakari knocks that, like, punches him right in his fucking face. And we get a, hey, yeah. I like that, like a Johnny Bravo, you know? Or like the, like, from, remember, you know that, uh, like that, that picture of the woman during the woman's suffrage movement we see on our textbooks with the bandana? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It, yeah, it's like that. Rosie the Riveter, I think her name? Plus Kashimo's ass. <laughs> with one arm. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's only got one arm. And, um, I'm assuming that was, uh, what's his name again? Hikari's hand. Yeah, we that, that was Hikari's page. hand. <laughs> right, right, right. So yeah, Hikari punches him, busts a busts a, a a a pose. You know, cool guy shit. And we get a little bit of exposition explaining what actually happened. So I'm just gonna read it straight up. Kashimo had suddenly released the cursed energy whose outflow he'd been suppressing. Before the electricity could travel through the seawater, it turned into thermal energy, resulting in an explosion of steam makes sense okay now this is where things start to get a little weird but i'm gonna try my best to explain it kashimo is like i don't understand like your invincibility ran out and i blew you the fuck up why are you still here why and um hikari actually breaks it down like in a very reasonable manner at first right so he starts to explain how he knows that he didn't like that. That he knew that Hikari knew that Kashimo was nervous about him setting up his domain again because of the nature of his ability. Because he got a um an unexpected jackpot previously, it leads to a higher percent chance of him getting a jackpot again. And it's like you don't want to play around with that. You think you could survive another four minutes, nigga? <laughs> I don't know about that. So um, right? He's like, okay. So he says like. Right, like that, like basically right before the explosion, he thought, all right, if he used to survive it, at least if I could like take your arm off or your hand or damage you in some way, you won't be able to set up. You have to use the hand signals to 
If you're watching on YouTube, you can see me trying to use the signals. <laughs> but, um, oh, yeah, if you're on YouTube, uh, leave a like and a comment saying that you love the hand symbols. Yeah. Anyway, um, no, he's explaining that. Yeah, like, I, I figured that even if he survived, I, I could, I, he tried to take his arm off so that he wouldn't be able to throw up his domain again because he, he can't win against it, you know? Um, right, you want to be able to make hand signs. So Hikari says that he sacrificed his left arm so the rest of him could live, right? And I think this is Kashimo thinking in his head, which he says, he survived the explosion through a spur-of-the-moment binding vow. Anybody remember what a binding vow is? Yes. I don't, actually. You want to break that down right in okay, a second? I mean, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's as it implies. Um, you make a... I think you... It's, it's hard to explain, but, like... For example, Sukuna did it uh, back in the day, where he made a deal with uh, with uh, Mahito. No, with what's his face? Fuck! Why am I? Bl- uh, the main character. Fuck. Itadori. Itadori. He made a deal with him that, uh, in exchange for, uh, I think, uh, resurrecting uh, Itadori, he would allow him. He would allow uh, Sukuna the ability to respawn whatever he wants. Uh, under the condition that uh i think he doesn't hurt his friends or something uh i, I to my memory I have, i'm i'm in the middle of rereading all my like manga so jujutsu kaisen is close to next um mm-hmm. so i'll have more clarity no that, it, that sounds about right i do actually remember that being the case which is why itadori like during the um during that arc back then uh what do you call that the mm-hmm. i forget the name of the japanese city uh shibuya shibuya during the shibuya arc he gets really upset because, like, he thinks, damn, I told him not to kill my friends, but I still feel like shit because he killed thousands of people. Well, Itadori has no memory of that. Huh? Itadori has no memory of making the deal. Because that was part of the deal. Oh. Yeah. Well, I still imagine he think, damn, like, that wasn't enough to just say protect my friends. I'll care about other people, too. Yeah. Like, innocent people. <laughs> Yeah, well, so basically, that's a binding vow. In theory, like, you can interact with your cursed energy uh, to uh, make a vow with yourself. You give something in exchange for something else. So in this moment, uh, Hakari just, like, in in an instant, basically made a vow with his own energy to protect himself, and in exchange, he gave up his arm. So I think that's... And I think the... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that's it. That makes sense. So he he goes on to explain that basically, by for what you know, regardless of the conditions that led to it, because he sacrificed his left arm, I guess whatever cursed energy would that would extend to protect that part of his body was able to kind of go out through the rest of his body, and that was just enough to protect him. Yeah, I would imagine that like his left arm isn't that it's only one appendage you know but i you know whatever i'm not gonna say it doesn't check out i get it it was just weird and now i fully understand yeah so after after hikari gives his explanation kashimo says just kill me <laughs> i don't want to hear the bullshit no more. all right get me out of here all right you, you got me you bullshitting me but you know a win is a win a loss is a loss please kill me <laughs> and you know, Hikari's like, nah, man, I need your points, broski. And uh, yeah, so 
He goes on to say that I don't consider this a win, which I'm glad Hikari knows because I don't count it as a win for him either, honestly. But he mentions that he never used his curse technique. But um, Tashimo says that, yeah, you're, you're right, I didn't. But it's because he could only use it once and he wants to use it against Sukuna. 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 <laughs> Sukuna. Anyway, right, so right after that, Hikari wants to make a deal with Kashimo. And um, it doesn't, I mean, it kind of happens off screen, but I, I believe the gist of it is that he's going to allow Kashimo to fight Sukuna because, you know, excuse me, Hikari, along with everybody else, understands that Sukuna is inside of Itadori. Kashimo don't know that yet, but they're like, oh, cool. Yeah, why don't you just help us out? Because you have mad strong, literally smoking people off the strength of just cursed energy manipulation and raw physical skills and smarts alone. Because mm-hmm. he does mention that, you know, like, because he's not using actual, like, curse techniques aside from that lightning strike. But I think that was still, like, a, um... No, it wasn't even a curse... T- it, it was it's just a function of his cursed energy, and he used it, like, smart. Mm-hmm. That's crazy, man. Mm-hmm. So he didn't use his domain or nothing like that. Nope. Okay. So, um... Right, after, after we basically learn that Kashimo's going to join the crew, uh, we get a quick recap of the rules that were added. No, I'm skipping ahead. I'm sorry, guys. We actually come back to the manga guy. I don't know if y'all remember his name. Charles. Chris? Vincent? Who? Charles. Vincent? No, it's not oh, Vincent. I thought it was Vincent. <laughs> it's Charles. Charles. Okay. Yeah, he comes back to Charles the manga guy that got bodied off screen, apparently. <laughs> he didn't die. Because Gigi was like, you know what? <laughs> no, yeah, he didn't die, but like, you know, just, he, got, he, got his, he got, you know, beat up off screen. I guess Gigi was like, you know what? Let me, bring, let me introduce this guy and make him more... Yo, he literally used the manga guy as fodder to break down what his ability is and then use the next fight to flesh out the ability more. Yeah. It was kind of fucking crazy. I, you know, mixed feelings about the way he, he executed this, but good overall. Yeah. Mostly good feelings. Um, but yeah, he, he says a few things to Charles that actually really, like, one of the things really resonated to me, because it's something that I've learned recently. And, um, I'll put it, he, all right, basically, um, you know, Hakari was talking about, um, was about to just, I guess, give him some advice, and Charles didn't want to really hear about it. He was like, listen, like, everything I learned is from manga, and that's what I care about. And Akari says that, you know, you feel better at the fighting, right? Which I thought, I knew, I kind of knew what he, like, in my mind, when people say that, I know what they mean. It's like, you have energy pent up in you, you have these feelings, and sometimes through physical activity, whether you're fighting, exercising, or just something physical to make your body work and sweat. You know, you have to exercise that stuff out of your head mentally. Because then he says, words, as he says, after all, words aren't the answer to everything. And that's true. You know, I could even say times like, like some, like, like you know how they say actions speak louder than words? Yeah. It's not the exact same thing. It's not the exact same, like, meaning. But it's similar where, like, you know, our, our actions matter just as much as words do. And you need both. You need to be able to talk and express yourself and, and think about the things you say and your thoughts. 
but you also had to be aware to stay in action, to be about the things you're talking about, you know, or put yourself out there and try and be faced with, 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 with certain situations. That's what I got from that, you know, because you shouldn't be seeking out. Like, obviously, this is a, a shonen battle manga, right, where they're going to keep fighting and that's going to kind of be the point of the series, right? But I think what he's, it's not just about fighting. It's about the fact that, look, like you had all of these emotions and you feel better at the actually just hitting something, at the ex- exercising those demons, so to speak. Mm-hmm. That's what I got across, man. I thought, I thought that was really, I like that coming from Akari, you know, because that's what he's all about, action. And it doesn't seem like someone that just does, that's not thoughtful. He is, you know, he, he's a thoughtful person that um, involves himself in the things he really enjoys and cares about. Moving on. So he goes to ask him what his manga is. And Charles is like, oh, no, nah, I ain't even make it yet. It's like a guy gets tight. Yeah. He says, get the draw now. Anyways, all right, moving on. We get a visit from the witch lady. Nishimiya. Which, huh? Nishimiya from uh, oh, Kyoto. Nishimiya, oh, it's right there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah from the sister, from the from the Kyoto sister yeah. school. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> And she just comes down to just check on him, like, hey, you know, what happened? Did you get the points from Kashimo? That. Okay. And they, um, I guess they give us a refresher on, like, what the the plan for the new rules was, like, what the secret of events was, which is good, because I forgot. Mm-hmm. So, the first thing was to make sure that they, you know, we, they could preserve life within the, um, within the game by exchanging points. Right? Itadori uh, knocked that out. The next plan is to create a rule where if you have a hundred... Why is it a hundred points? I actually want to talk about that a little bit. So they say, alright, so the second part of the plan is to allow the use of 100 points to create a substitute so individuals can withdraw from the culling game. Right? And they have a picture of um, Itadori... Not Itadori. Um, Megami. Megumi's uh, little sister, who, you know, that's they're really trying to save because she's a part of the game. Um, this is weird because I don't, it, uh, that 100 point seems arbitrary if you could create a rule for no. whatever you okay. want. Why not make it one point, the least amount possible? Well, right? something tells me that, that um, you, have to, you have to make it a rule. So it has to be something that has to be attained, I guess, in terms of the game. So. The the goal of the of this is not necessarily to just to t- take someone out; it's to create a substitute. So you could swap Megami's sister for someone else and give them those hundred points that you can exchange between people. So I guess. But why is that hundred points though? Why not make it just one? Point? I guess there has to be a price. I you know I understand that for the sake of balance, right? And it yeah. makes the story a little bit more interesting. I get it. No, don't get me wrong. I'm not. No, I think My, like that's also out of their control in that regard. That right, I w- I'm gonna just assume that, but it's just kind of weird because you know, Akatame is usually pretty like on point with these explanations. Yeah, but whatever. The next, the third rule is to remove the communication block on colonies. A little bit more information on that soon, um, so that you know they could communicate what's going on. Yeah, because you know, so they don't have to inside, wait. Inside the game, there's no. They can't use their phones. They can't communicate with the outside world when they're in the barrier. No radios, phones. You can't even send a letter. Nope. Um, 
Because ain't nobody working for UPS in one of them don't. I'm quitting immediately. As soon as I get set up in a colony, nigga, I'm hiding. And I'm, I'm like, yo, I'm calling it a day. I see how niggas when this shit is over. I'm getting low. Yeah, you call Like, low, low. <laughs> you said my route is in Tokyo Colony number two? Uh-uh. Excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> I heard there's somebody frying people with electricity. No, thanks. No, thanks. I heard there's this big cockroach motherfucking... <laughs> oh! All right, let me let me let's go. Let's move on. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> the fourth and final rule that they have for their plan is to allow the going in and out of barriers for whenever they want, or to save the Cullen game victims. So because even after they make the substitute, they're still trapped in the colony. Yeah, so, there's, there's just other regular people who are stuck. Right. Right, right, right. So to save his sister and other innocent people. Yeah, the sister's the priority. So they get her out, and then they get everyone else out. So... Um, so... Okay. You know what's funny? I wasn't confused about Hikari. I'm confused about this situation. Okay. I'm gonna get her name. Nishmia... Nishmia... Explains that she wants to postpone the third rule, which is to allow the communication. Um, and saying that because Maki can pass through barriers. Cooperation with May's younger brother should solve the third rule. Who's May? Who's May's younger brother? You know that, um, that weird, uh, like creepy, co- uh, like sibling, the, the older lady and the small boy. The, the adult curse user with uh, with the axe and uh, that little kid that, like, has a weird fucking relationship together. It's Ui. It's Mei Mei and Ui Ui. You'll know them when you see them. They're, she's the adult-like teacher lady that all she cares um, about money. Yeah, 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 yeah. She has a very, like, blank expression. Kinda. Yeah, she has, like, the hair style that weirdly Big covers curly. her face. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, she yeah. has that little kid, that little boy that follows her around everywhere. That's her brother. And they have like I weird... don't know about the little boy. Yeah, it's a weird thing. You will remember. You would remember when you saw them. But because they they're weird, <laughs> they have like yeah. a weird incestuous thing going on. It's Ew. it's weird. <laughs> okay. Well, she says cooperation with May's younger brother should solve. All right, so I guess he has some type of ability that allows him to communicate between barriers. Even though I, I don't know, that's weird. I don't get. It. Do you understand why? Like, no, what because his power we don't is know. Going? We don't know their power yet. We haven't seen it All like right. in in real action yet. But you no, know, she mentioned that that Maki can pass through the barriers, right? And her car is like, why can Zenning pass through the barriers? And he doesn't know. He doesn't know yet, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, that Maki turned into a fucking monster. Metaphorically, but maybe also literally, right? I mean, oh, yeah. it's funny because in this picture, you see a bunch of gross monster stuff, kind of like I th- I don't know if Gigi was doing this on purpose. I hope he was. It's thick, like you could see, like under her cloak is a bunch of monster parts and weird shit going on, and it kind of looks like it's extending from her because it's under the the cloak, but mm. she's really just smoked like hundreds of monsters. Yeah. And it's smiling. There's a very weird expression on the face. Uh, in the Sakurajima colony. 
Yeah. Um. So she's already. We also see another. Mm? So she's already fucking shit up. Yeah. Od. Like we actually almost forgot about Maki, but yeah. So she's tearing shit up. And um, we get a we we see the uh the bow and arrow guy, the yeah. blood manipulated dude. Noritoshi. My nigga, that's my guy. That's my guy. Champ is here. Multiple I remembered chance. him. And I didn't even remember him because he had a bow and arrow. I remember him because of the, I actually remember the face. You know? Oh, look at him. Remember Whoa, shit. Josh even remembered with something. changed hair. I knew who it was. No, the bow and arrow helped. I was pretty sure. Actually. <laughs> All right. So, no, like, it's cool because they, um, he tells her you change. And she's like, oh, like, you could talk. Because obviously he has a brand new look. So, um, I don't know what his deal is. I guess he had, he's had some type of growth or whatever, but we're going to figure that out. They share some comments about their new changes in appearance and how they, uh, like how, how different they look now. Um, a little bit of, I'm not going to go into detail about the, like, they have a small conversation talking about like what they're going to do next or whatever, but then I guess they sent someone's presence. And uh, there's something entering from the from the top of the colony, and you see a Kogane come to greet it. And um, this new thing that this new thing that entered the colony tells it to shut up and do you want to die? And Kogane sucks his teeth, and I guess like is like, oh whatever, bro, I don't care. (laughs) But like, yo, this nasty looking fucking worm. I don't this caterpillar worm. I thought we already did a nasty bug, bro. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> what is it, a centipede? No, the other guy was a centipede. No, this is a worm. No, he was a cockroach. This is a worm. This is a worm. A nasty... I, I don't know what's about to happen, but Ma- you already know mm. Maki's going to split this shit in half. Dude, it has hands. I don't know about that. If you oh, it has hands. hands. This worm has a hands. Worm, <laughs> worm with hands. Oh, shit. If you zoom in, oh, it has hands. I do see them. They're like a little <laughs> on the T Rex side, but you know, that's more than other worms can say. That's true. But yeah, I believe. And they can talk. They can speak full English. Oh yeah, that's the worst part about it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's the end of the chapter, guys. Um, a lot of it's funny because a lot of stuff happened, but it was just a lot of transitionary stuff. Chris was right. The battle did wrap up, but I think we all kind of assumed that would be the case. Yeah. Yeah. This. Yeah. So, um, I'm going to to ask whoever wants to start giving their thoughts. I'll do it. I'll start. All right, Chris. Um. Yeah. This chapter was pretty fucking cool. Um. First of all, Return of Maki, are automatically makes it an RGC for me. To be honest. Uh. Are am I Brian? You don't read the other series, so I'm assume that you're in. 100% agreement with us that this is the RGC. RGC! RGC! It's not, it's not? Oh. No. Damn, you ruined the fun, it's bro. It's my RGC. I had this uh, unified RGC. For what it's worth, it was really close. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, you know, it, the other chapter's pretty great, too. So Undead Unluck has just been on one recently. Alright, well, let me give it its flowers. Certified <laughs> RGC. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. Yeah, I I really like this chapter as like a l- cool transition chapter. A lot of things got set up. Uh, Kashimo joining the team. Uh, fucking Hakari 
ending the game by cheating again. <laughs> it's very much like in line with what's been happening so far. I really like I really like Hikari's style of just gaming the system. Like being like playing the game the way he does. He's it feels like he's the only like the Jujutsu Kaisen power system is very game-esque and Hikari's power being literally a game is just like makes him so tailored to be so fucking broken. Um mm-hmm. it's it's really cool. Um I I really reasonable like, brokenness. Yeah. Uh I I really love the uh weird Takamura from Hajime no Ippo-esque role he's taken on with like Kashimo mm-hmm. and and Charles where he's just being a senpai basically to these guys. They're probably going to like enlist them in his fight club when this is all over. <laughs> That'd be sick. Um, but yeah, I mean, Hakari was so cool. And um, I'm I'm loving that Maki's back and she's just tearing shit up. I mean, I'm glad they didn't waste any time with her getting into the thing. She's just been causing chaos this whole time. Uh, I love it. Uh, the Noritoshi thing was cool. It was cool to see a lot of the Kyoto kids. Uh, I'm wondering if we're going to see um, Toto at some point. Uh, oh yeah, come on! He's got to be. Hey, oh, oh, I, I, I skipped over this. Sorry, Chris, to run over your, your thoughts, but the, the, the mangaka dude says mention to Hikari. Damn, like what happened to your arm? And he's like, "Don't worry, I'm gonna fix oh, yeah. it later." Yeah, I mean, if so, he, if he can fix his whole arm disappearing, I think yeah, maybe Toto. Toto yeah. Oh man. Hey, no, come on, man. He still he has to be able to still use his curse technique. How whack would that be? Yeah, it makes sense to sideline him, and I get it. And I'm okay for that, but he better not. He better be able to do it again. Yeah, and uh, have a, a further ability with it too, or something. Yeah, yeah, some a domain maybe. Um, because I don't yeah. think you've ever seen it. So you never did a, a domain. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, obviously, automatic RGC just because of Maki alone, pretty much. Um. Mm. And this fight being focused on her, I'm so excited. And the bow and arrow dude. This is oh, sick. yeah, Noritoshi's. Noritoshi's uh, fucking cool, too. It just brought me back. You know, the Kyoto kids are fucking cool. Uh, they are pretty cool, you know, except for... Nishimiya? Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, but, yeah, love it. He's a messenger, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I know. Just Kiki's uh, delivery service over here. Right. Um, she worked for Buggy. <laughs> uh but yeah, I I like this chapter a lot. I don't really have much else to say. Uh, Brian, what are your thoughts? I love this chapter because it's fun. It's just another fun fucking chapter, and it kind of sets you up for like more interesting shit to happen down the pipeline. You know, of course, with Maki, uh, we get to see her again, which is awesome. But I'm more interested in what the fuck Akari has planned with Kashimo and, and Itadori, because... <laughs> He's just gonna. He's, they're just gonna have to scrap it out. Apparently, um, I don't know if if uh, Sakuna is actually gonna come out to fight. Uh, that would be cool. You're uh, like, what was you saying I, about me, nigga? You <laughs> <laughs> said you wanted these hands. He <laughs> <laughs> popped right and out of here. Really, I'm really interested to see Kashimo's uh, curse technique. Like that shit's probably gonna be fucking wild as fuck. Um, I'll probably be a while but, before see. Uh, aside from that, uh, I'm still a bring back to- uh, Toto simp. Please bring back Toto like ASAP. I need this man back in the series. 
clap to clap and TP all over the place like a fucking like a Chad that he is. <laughs> Bring him back, please. We we need our clapping Chad back. Spray a hand emojis. Spray. <laughs> um. But yeah, that's it for me. Uh, Josh, what are your closing thoughts for this chapter? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, you did it in the middle. Like I said. <laughs> I, this easily could have gotten an RGC from me. It was just the emotional appeal that Undead Unluck had that we're going to, you know, talk about in the next chapter. But this had a little piece of everything. It was a great transition chapter. I mean, <clears throat> I'm going to tell you this. In my opinion, the mark of a, of a good mangaka, uh, at least a good shonen mangaka, is in the quality of their transition chapters. That's something I've noticed. That's, that's something like that's, that I've thought about like recently. And it's just the way, like the way One Piece handles it. Jujutsu Kaisen, how my hero used to do it, <laughs> um, you know, and a f- few other series that I bet if I read again, I would like notice, like, oh, okay, this is why it was so enjoyable from between arc and arc, you know. Um, so yeah, th- there was there wasn't much fighting, but a lot of. It's just cool that Kashimo was here. I was happy about that. I mean, yeah. Hikari's ability, I feel like I understand completely. And it's like, it's going to be a like, very situational uh, uh, um, um, advantage. Like, he's not going to be the answer every time. We all know this. Yeah. And we already could see that he's, it's probably, you know, he'll either say that he's unlucky or he'll put him somewhere else. You know what I mean? But Hikari's really cool. I still think Okotsu is way doper than him personally like it's not even close in my for my favoritism but yeah i, I think hikari showed out i like his personality he's he's really similar to toto in a which is like i don't have an issue with that just something i noticed they're both kind of like that older brother very like swaggery both not boastful but like headstrong you know what i mean i'd love to see Dom communicate and talk yeah it'd be weird you know who cool would it be like, oh shit a who's tot- gonna a Toto Hikari uh, team up? How cool would that be? Oh shit, that would be crazy. They'd either hate each other or love each other. I think they would love each no other. No in between. I think they would love I each other. I know they'd love each other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and at the moment they're both missing hands. Huh? That's oh, what they're like, what he's gonna ask him what kind of women you love. Hikari's gonna be like, Are you stupid? Straight anime girls, nigga. <laughs> you see my you see my domain? And Toto's gonna be like, he's gonna cry, he's gonna shed a, a single tear and say, Yes. Yes. I do know that one. Oh yeah. <laughs> I do know that series, and I too love <laughs> anime girls. <laughs> oh. Oh man. Oh, All right. Anyway. No, those are my thoughts. I mean, Pather, are we on break next week? I hope not. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I'm gonna check right now. Please say seven days. Yes. Seven mother. Wait, seven days. I know. Is it coming out next Monday? I guess so. I was confused as well. Interesting. Interesting indeed. We'll be Yuji. <laughs> All right. Well, with that being oh, said, you Utah. Yeah. With that being said, I suppose we should uh, move on then, right? Yes. All right. Let's go. Undead unluck. This you, is a- you. Yeah, yeah. This is undead unluck chapter one hundred and eighteen. Define. Um. Last we left off, uh, uh, Nico was defeated 
and uh, Fuko was brought back to life. Uh, she was lamenting over the losses that they've uh, they've been stacking up lately, having to kill their friends basically to get this far. Um, she's seen all of it. <laughs> yeah, she saw the whole goddamn thing, top to bottom. It's I was alive during the surgery. I was awake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. Okay, so you know they they succeeded and they're on their way to the ark, and that's when Tatiana comes in, like blasting through the the floors, um, and down there, um, we see Unruin being like, "Motherfucker, you guys are alive!" <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, and this chapter starts off where we exactly where we left off. Um, uh, yeah, uh, Ruin is pissed. He's like, "Well, that's no good. Unluck is supposed what? to be dead. She needs to stay dead." Two plus two, it's not equaling four. Well, what? <laughs> that's this is un- uh, unprecedented. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. I, yeah. I. Uh, what does that mean? I thought that was really funny. Yeah. <laughs> The, 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 the genuine confusion <laughs> like what the fuck happened while wow. anyways whatever <laughs> yeah so you know she's there and um they they have an unbreakable lock there and they're trying they well the arc is underneath the unbreakable gate so they have to get through that in order to get uh down in there uh so what happened was uh i forget who phil is but um phil blasts the fucking unbreakable gate um to to help let them through uh i guess using the help of tatiana's uh un untouchable uh negation um shielding them from the the blood you were made that ruin uh is in charge of uh but you know tatiana is getting pushed back and uh andy and fuko jump in to join the fight as well I don't know why at this point, seeing as how they cleave through their other friends in order to like try to get this far. But uh, Tatiana is, I guess, where they draw the line. Um, <laughs> I'll I, wait. Yeah, I, I guess. I mean, you know, I'm I'm saying be consistent a little bit if you're gonna if you're gonna like reset the timeline anyway. You know. I think. Uh, all right. All right. All right. Well, wait. I'll save my thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. So yeah, um, they're they're going in, and um, uh, Tatiana's like, "No, you ha- you guys have to fucking go. I'm holding them back." Um, and uh, Andy was like, "No, we'll stop them and go below." Um, so I think Seal sends Cloud down into uh, slipping through the uh, the untouchable gate. Um, so. I don't know. I guess Seal goes on without them and tries to pick, get past the gate in general. How's Phil to go handle that? I was yeah, like, Phil, well, handle man, who, uh, really? Who's Phil? I don't that remember Phil. Kid. I don't know him either. <laughs> please, guys, help. 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 SOS, please. Who's Phil? <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, Ruin is uh, is not playing games. He jumps in. He's, it's three on three now. Um and he said it's about to be two on three. Uh, he floods uh, uh-huh. Tatiana's case, her her uh, her shell with blood, and uh, basically suffocating uh, her from the inside. Uh, she, he plugs up the air hole in her in her shell, and um, is basically trying to pierce like through her head using the blood UMA. Um, 
So if it's either she gets impaled or she just fucking suffocates. So, you know, it's a two-pronged attack in a way. Uh, yeah, man. Apparently, Ruin has the uh, the UMAs of Blood and Shadow. So that's how, you know, th- that's the um, the uh, epitome, like the the source of his attacks. He's using UMAs. Um, oh, the the blood and the, and the, okay. Yeah, so that's what it is. Um, so Fuko and Andy team up. Uh, and Fuko touches Andy to give uh, uh, Undead a little bit of, un- of unluck as uh, he punches him, uh, leading to, uh, I guess, Unruin getting hit by his own attack, I think. It's kind of unclear. Um, but, you know, it doesn't really hurt him. Uh, Ruin still has the ability to heal somehow. Uh, and Tatiana is getting closer and closer to death. Uh, they start reminiscing about, you know, how Tatiana believes, uh, believing, believes in uh, Fuko to be the right one to go through the loop and change everything, um, you know. And she starts getting sad that, like, I started to believe that one day you would actually the the things you said would actually come true. Things didn't work out this time, but in the next loop, if we defeat God, everyone's negators' abilities will go away, and we can finally hold hands. Um, it's very sad. I tell you guys. Uh, at this moment, I was really feeling sad. Yeah. But, again, I'll explain the thought process later. Right. Um, so, at that point, uh, Tatiana's kind of fail- fading away, and she starts apologizing to Billy, because at the end of the day, he she couldn't do anything for him. And then, all of a sudden, you hear from above, Tatiana, expand your area! And she does so, and who comes down but fucking Billy? He comes in using the uh, negation undefinition. Um, which seems yeah, to be, I guess that was the last ability we didn't see. Yeah, and it turns out that he is able to lo- like, obviously, as it describes, it makes it makes things lose their shape, their definition, if you will. Uh, and as we know, Billy has like four other negations that he could use at one point. Uh, so this is only the fifth. That's not the sixth one. I, don't know. I think that I think that I thought it was, uh, oh no you're right it's six it's like a revolver it's a revolver right yeah right. I think that but that was I think that was our theory I don't think he said that straight up I could be wrong I I don't remember <laughs> it seemed like we were pretty dead set on it for it to for it to just no, be I like our theory six. I think it was six yeah. because this whole thing's a revolver uh you know he has he has to have a limit to how much and I think six right yeah. flavor wise it yeah yeah okay. Um, so yeah, Billy's come to save the day, and he tells Unruin that he's about to experience an unspeakable level of humiliation, humiliation. of yours truly. Uh, and he said, otherwise, it would be unfair, now would it? And that's where the chapter ends. And I think that's that his negation. I think that's his negation. <laughs> I think he just hinted his negation. Billy's like overall negation is unfair, which would be so cool. Like his ability is like I'm broken. <laughs> yeah, unfairness. Like, yeah, I'm, I can use your ability and everybody else's, and you can't <laughs> Man! All right, are you ready? Yeah, Josh, what did you think about this chapter? All right, so first and foremost, RGC. Um, Undead Unluck has really been killing it for me personally. Um, It's... Even the art. I, I've really... I, I enjoyed this manga. I enjoyed this chapter on so many levels. The art. The emotional pull. The... 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 Um... 
the hype from from Billy coming in, which is crazy because you know that arc wasn't too long ago, but I completely forgot about Billy and what he was doing. Completely. So this was like I wasn't expect. I mean, raise your hand if you expected this. If you've seen this coming, I did not see this coming. Brian, you don't read. And it. Brian doesn't count exactly. So like none of us seen this shit coming. So I was I, I was impressed by that. Now let me get into I guess why I feel like you know. All right. I fully expected Tatiana to die, and it was still sad to me. I was still impressed because. I'm like, man, like, this has happened, like, two or three times already, and this still feels like, oh, shit. Like, because, you know, I guess she's a young girl, and it's a little bit different than watching the mother grown-ups die, you know what I'm saying? Who kind of, like, brought it on themselves in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to speak, where she is really about to die, not even sacrificing herself, just accepting that I lost, and, like, please, guys, like, try to make this work, you know? That shit was heartbreaking for me uh, for a moment. And then Billy just pulling up and saving her was like, like, you know, like the hype, be- like, and that's what I'm saying, because that was already a precedent set, I just assumed that was going to happen, which led me to be like for the knockout punch at the end to really be potent, you know, like, so I thought that was well done. I thought he, it was like the, like, you know, like he, like he set us up for this. Mm-hmm. I don't think that was the intent. Through, I think he. You know, it's not like I don't think he killed those other people up just to make this Billy, uh, uh, savior really hype. I'm just saying that. Like, I think that was. I think it helped him, knowing that you know we already had our mindset. Like, yeah, these guys are dropping like flies. Like, you know, like get ready, your favorite character. If, they, if it's not undead or Fuko, guess what? They're gonna probably get smoked. <laughs> I think Billy's gonna lose. Let's not get shit twisted. I hope he humiliates. Um, Unruined. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. I also don't think that Phil is going to beat Seal. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen at all. Who is Phil? I don't remember Phil at all. I could be wrong. Please comment underneath if you know who Phil is because Ryan, could I'm you look sorry. Sometimes we forget Phil things. <laughs> Sometimes we forget things on in the moment. Brian's, I guess, looking it up. <laughs> but uh, yes. I don't remember who Phil is. Uh, but yeah, Josh, continue with your thoughts. Nah, man, I just, did I mention the art? Yes. It's different, different moments. Like, again, the emotional pull, like when she's holding her breath, that was like, like it made me feel like I was holding my breath. Like when, when the needle was that close, even with Andy chopping him up and and like desperately trying to hack at him and put his hand in there. Cool. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Phil is, uh, Unfeel. He's the oh. unfeel negator. Wow, I actually I really don't have much of a memory of Phil. What does that do? Like what does that mean? Like he doesn't feel pain? Is that what that means? Negates his own feelings, such as the feeling of pain, allowing his entire body to be made of various artifacts. Memories of the artifacts do not affect him due to this. Phil can shoot lasers from his arms as well. Mm. Wow. It's kind of similar to Tatiana's power, where nobody could touch her. Like, there's a wave of uh, area that she's, like, just unable to touch. Oh, I see what you're saying. They have, like, similar, I guess, abilities in that they can't feel anything because either Tatiana can't be touched, his negation just negates feelings. I mean, he's made of artifacts, too. He's barely even a person now. Yeah. That's weird. He's like a robot, basically. Yeah. But, All right. 
Yeah. Uh, with all those that. are pretty much my thoughts. I mean, like, like I, I, the last thing I was going to say was just the art. Like, I like this scene when he hacks him up. Like, he slashes him up. Oh, no, he shoots. Yeah, he, he tries to inject as much unlock at him, in him as possible with the finger bullets. And it shoves his finger in his, it shoves his hand in that ass in his fucking mouth. And it shoves his hand off. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, God, like, he's going in. But you knew it wasn't enough. I... At this point, I knew, like, because of how desperate it looked, like, it was sad. And then he gives this spiel how he says, in the end, luck is something that must exist within the realm of possibility, which, yeah. Right? It yeah. doesn't manifest. It doesn't create. Uh, it doesn't change reality. It just makes unluck happen. Yeah. So it's like, I guess he's saying that everything, like, he's considered all the possibilities that unluck could, but I don't know. I don't know if he's considering that, but it just seemed like he was saying like, it doesn't matter how much unluck you have. I'm still going to survive. And if, unless you could change the realms of possibility, ain't nothing changing. And it was just, it was crazy, man. He was going in and I thought like, man, they're going to kill Tatiana, get all of us tight. And Andy and undead is going to like, like really violate this dude finally. And then Billy came and said, nah, this ain't your fight. Don't worry about it. Dazzle it. Yeah, it was really Dazzle cool. It. Yeah, you have any thoughts, Chris? Yeah, I mean, you you said a lot of it, but um, yeah, I thought this chapter was really cool. I mean, I just like a lot of um, I like how like build up chapters are. You know, like a really good build up chapter will get a pretty good uh, RGC from me. But I I really like this as well, especially since like Billy and Tatiana have history. You know, like it was yeah. really cool that he came in and saved her. You know, given everything mm-hmm. that happened, um, the whole thing with Billy is uh, kind of interesting. I didn't, I don't dislike it at all. Like when he was like a twist villain for a minute, um, I, I liked weird. it. I liked it a lot. It just the thing is that there wasn't a lot of time to establish with Billy. Like we didn't get to know him all that much as a character before we got like the the big twist. Um, so I was just like, you know, this is cool. I, I understood that it was like. I feel like if he had more time to really go into it, and I don't know how much he had time at the time because Undead Unluck was like still getting going at that point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I um, I thought this chapter was really cool, and um, I, I really felt it as well. Um, I, I guess earlier I was just saying that, like, I, I guess the way you describe it makes sense is that like this Tatiana is a very different person from Nico and and uh, Rip, who were um, active antagonists or active opposing forces to uh andy getting to the arc where tatiana is like sacrificing herself basically so it's it's a little bit different to see that you know um and that's why they couldn't really leave her behind uh i get that um but in any case i i I love the save i didn't see the save coming at all i didn't think billy would come back Uh, i'm excited to see him fight we didn't really get to see him go like hard so I'm excited to see him like really uh, give it his all here. I don't know if he'll win either, but um, it, it will be cool to see him do this like cool sacrifice play while Andy and Fuko go down to the uh, to the arc. Uh, and I'm excited for next week, to be honest. Uh, but those are all my thoughts. Uh, are you uh, are you all good? I'm good to go, man. All right, then that has been. Oh no! Ooh. Time out. Ooh. Just want to j- just pointing out. Billy is technically the coolest guy in America. Even though he's not in America, I'm just saying he is the coolest nigga in America because he has his shades on indoors. This is true. 
That is the marker of somebody who's very. I needed to point that out. Who's undeniably, undeniably cool. Undeniably cool. <laughs> All right. Well, now with that being said, that has been our show. Thank you guys so much for listening. As per usual, you can find me at the Chris Espinal on Twitter and Instagram. Joshua Cole at JD Cole underscore thirty seven on Instagram at NY Chillin on Twitter. Brian at B.ESP on Twitter and Instagram. Follow him on twitch.tv slash it's punchline. He plays video games. Watch him play video games. Um, you can email you can follow the show itself at New Jump City on Twitter and Instagram. Email us at New Jump City Pod at gmail.com any questions suggestions anything you guys want us to talk about on the show uh, email us or comment under whatever video you're watching whether it's the uh, full version of the podcast or the little highlight breakouts we make every episode uh subscribe to us i keep forgetting i keep like having a brain fart at that moment but subscribe uh hit that like button uh share the podcast if you enjoy it uh if you prefer the audio podcasts they usually come out first and they're on every uh, podcast streaming platform you could think of. Spotify, iTunes, wherever you listen to podcasts. We're on. Yes, sir. So, yeah, that's it. Thank you guys so much. Uh, next week, we'll have Chainsaw Man 2, I believe. Uh, I think that comes out tomorrow, actually. Yo, are you serious? It's going to be weekly, though, right? Like, it's I don't gonna know. It's going to be on the same. I don't know. Is don't it going to be in the Shonen Jump app? Yeah, I mean, it should be. I don't imagine that they, <laughs> they'll leave it out. Um, we're, if it's weekly, we're going to cover it with the weekly stuff one way or another. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Period, guys. So don't even stress that. We'll figure it out. So, yeah, next week will be exciting. We'll have more stuff, more manga to talk oh, about. Oh, shit. I got to I gotta read I gotta read Chainsaw Man again. Yeah. It's a short series. I have to. Not yet. That's what I'm saying. I got to read it again. Oh, it's Bomb Girl Returns. Oh, please return. Yeah. Well, anyway, that has been our show. Thank you guys so much. And see you guys next week. Stay safe, New Jump Citizens. Peace, guys. Thanks for listening.